Hello, and welcome to the Neshama Project podcast, where we explore spiritual tools for human thriving. I'm Rabbi Ben Newman. This week, I'd like to delve into Parshat Toldot, the Parsha from Genesis, where we begin the story of Jacob and Esau. We continue the story of Isaac. And in particular, I'd like to look at the commentary from Rabbi Menachem Nachum of Chernobyl, an early Hasidic master, on this Parsha. And in fact, it's sort of only tangentially related to the Parsha, as many of our Hasidic commentators are when they comment on Torah portions. And this uh, commentary is on Genesis 25:19, and the quote is, And these are the generations of Isaac, son of Abraham. And I'm going to pick up sort of in the middle of his commentary. And uh, it's quite long and, and mystical, but uh, if you hang in there, there's, there's really a lot of gems, uh, a lot of beautiful teachings. So I'm just going to dive right in. The secret of the matter is as follows. We have already said elsewhere on the verse, on the day when Yudhevavhe God made heaven and earth and heaven, Genesis 2.4, that God's first intent was to create the world through justice alone. When God saw that such a world could not survive, God brought forth the attribute of mercy and joined it to that of justice. The conclusion we have drawn there makes it clear that things had to be just this way. It had to first enter God's mind to create with justice alone, and then mercy had to be added. The building of the world took place by means of love, as scripture says. The world is built by love, Psalm 89.3. But people would not have been able to receive God's great love without something that would bring about tzimtzum, contraction, the reduction of of love's intensity to the level where people could bear it. That was why the world was created in such a way, by joining, by the joining together of justice and mercy. Justice brought about the reduction of mercy and love so that they would not come forth with a strength beyond human power to absorb. Otherwise, the world would not have been built at all. Were it not, for it seems soon, the intensity of divine love would have caused the world to pass out of existence. Thus, the joining of justice to love was itself an act of love. It too made for the existence of the world, for without it, without this joining judgment to love, the act of love could not have been carried forth. Existence would have been negated, for it was beyond the human capacity to receive. And I think we see this in our own lives, that we need boundaries as well as connections. And that, and that if you don't create boundaries for uh, things in your life, uh, those things get out of control, uh, be it uh, the messes in your house that you have to clean up, or 
a, a fire that you're building in a fireplace. It means a, a container, fireplace, container, uh, or even something that you're drinking, right? You need a container to contain the liquid. Otherwise, it'll just go all over the place. And justice is that container and love is that, that essence. I'm going to continue reading now. This was the sweetening of judgment and its inclusion within love. It was for the sake of the world's existence. And this reflected no change in the divine will. In fact, it had to be this way. This is why Behi Baram, Genesis 2.4, contains the letters Avraham, but in improper order. And Bahibaram means in God's creating them. Bahibaram. And then Abraham is the name of Abraham. It showed that the creation was brought about by a joining of direct light and reflected light. Abraham, with the letters properly written, represents the direct light. The jumbling of the letters represents the reflection. God said, Enough! To God's world. God limited the directly flowing love that it not come forth endlessly. Just as creation took place through the joining of love and justice, so do all of God's actions in the world. Before some act of love is to come about, great or small, even in the life of an individual, there first has to be a tzimtzum through justice to reduce the flow of love in order that this love might be properly received. The same is true in the life of a person who wants to come close to God and to walk in God's ways. One who wishes to model the qualities of the Creator must have within their self the ability or the midah to reduce and contain that love. To help, to help you understand this, we might reflect on the fact that the Torah begins with the letter Bet. Bet represents a bait, house, in the sense that a bait contains that which is within it. Now the Torah is Torah of love, Proverbs 31.26, but it too needs an aspect of containment so that it may be received. This aspect that contains the Torah of love is fear, as in God's fear of sin, or one's fear of sin should precede their wisdom. That's from Avot, Pirkei Avot 3.9. The fear so constricts the Torah of love that the Torah can bring you to action and to bear the fruit of your labors without yirah, awe, fear, to contain the Torah of love. No one would have the strength to receive it. As a result, no one would be able to enter into deed or approach the Creator, Holy Blessed One. The realm of action would be destroyed by the greatness of the light of love. But because of fear, which is alluded to in the notion of bait, this light is contracted just enough for deeds of love to be established. Thus, through Torah, can God's intent be fulfilled so that we observe it and do it. Genesis 2.15 This is the spirit in which our sages said, quote, Too bad for the one who has no dwelling and makes a doorway. Unquote. Fear of God is the house the containing power that reduces the Torah of love so that it can be brought into fruitful deed in the active realm. Indeed, too bad for that person who has no dwelling and makes a doorway, who has no house, namely Yirah, 
for containment. As they walk through the gateway of Torah, they walk into a place without limits. Thus they cannot act in accord with God's intent, that of leading them to observe it and do it. They cannot observe it since their Torah is without limits. And without this necessary boundary, Torah cannot be brought into action. That is why the Torah begins with the letter Bet. Before your wisdom, before Torah, you must have a house, one made of the fear of the Holy One. At that time, because, quote, one's fear of sin should precede wisdom, their wisdom will endure, unquote, it will attain fulfillment. In contrast, wherever the fear of sin does not precede wisdom, that wisdom will not endure. Torah's love then spreads forth without any bounds, leading to a negation of the existence of the intended act. As a result, the intended act cannot be fulfilled, heaven forbid. Once a person has this house, the bet, the bait, bait, with which the Torah opens, they can fulfill the commandment of welcoming guests, they can show them the way to walk, Exodus 18.20, and feed them of the fruits of the Torah tree, as they understand them. Through the Torah that they apprehend, they may bring other people to the way of God, each in accord with the measure of their own needs and abilities in the world of deed. All this comes about because they have that fear, that house that can reach out to guests and contain for them the Torah's love in such a way that they can receive it. This could not happen if they had no house, if they had no fear. Where could they bring their guests? Having nothing to contain those words of Torah that come out of their mouth, they would not be able to sufficiently constrict that Torah of love so that it might be received, bringing them to action. This, then, is the meaning of I shall fulfill my covenant with Isaac, Genesis 17.21. Torah, which is the covenant, is fulfilled through Isaac, who himself represents the fear of God and Simtsum, contraction. Whoever's fear of sin precedes their wisdom, that wisdom will survive, coming forth from potential into actual deed. This, too, is the meaning of the binding of Isaac, the Akedah, by Abraham, Abraham, Abraham our father, brought the love from above down upon his generation. The scripture speaks of him as Abraham my lover. Isaiah 41.8 Through him love came into the world. The light of that love was so intense, however, that its own activity was negated. Then Gevulah, the fear of Isaac, Genesis 31.42, or supernal awe, also had to be brought in the world so that the deeds of love could continue that, Abraham, that which Abraham had already started. The fear of Isaac reduced and contained the love of Abraham so that it might be received. But then the two had to be joined with fear subsumed within love. That was why Abraham was commanded to perform the Akedah, an act of binding by arousing that cruelty within his own self, that fearsome aspect for the sake of his love of God, the quality of Isaac came to be subsumed within that of Abraham, as we have explained at length elsewhere. The wicked try to pull the forces of Gevurah away from those of love. They cause both themselves and the world to fall into the hands of those truly demonic forces that branch out of that Gevurah side. All the fallen powers of judgment come from that side. The righteous, by lifting themselves along with those negative forces and bringing them back to their source, subsume them into love. Then those very forces in fact become helpful, 
It is those Gavura forces, the fear of Isaac, that contract the love so that we can receive it. This comes about both through study of Torah and in all of ordinary living. When our father Abraham came into the world, the 2,000 years of Torah began. Until then, chaos had reigned for two millennia. Heaven and earth could never have received this love from Torah had the tzimtzum contraction brought about by fear not taken place. Indeed, for the entire period in which there was no fear in the world, before Isaac was born, 2,000 years of chaos reigned. On account of Isaac's birth, however, the Torah of love was established, having been first delimited by fear and therefore in accord with the measure necessary for its establishment and sustenance. It is in this sense that the Midrash concludes with the words, the covenant refers to Isaac, meaning that the establishment and sustenance of the covenant of Torah could not have come about except through Isaac. The fear that Isaac represents contained the Torah in the exact measure necessary for securing the world. As it is written, I will establish my covenant with Isaac. Genesis 17.21 The establishment of this covenant, which is itself Torah, came about through Isaac, through the quality of fear capable of containing the Torah of love. As a result, quote, heaven and earth rejoiced, unquote. As a result of Isaac's birth, fear spread and they were set aright, their establishment and motions accorded with their need. Now this is the meaning of, and these are the generations of Isaac, son of Abraham. When scripture said, these are the generations of heaven and earth as they were created, Genesis 2.4, and that's Behibaram that we quoted before the, the uh, acronym, acronym, the, uh, the same letters as Abraham. It hinted through wordplay at chaos and at the birth process that began with Abraham. But all of this required the quality of Isaac as well, as we have explained. Isaac alludes to the expansion of fear and the consequent contraction of Abraham's love, such that the Torah of love would be birthed into the world. The generations of heaven and earth would become the opposite of chaos, and the world would fall in line with Torah and become generative. Therefore we read, these are the generations of Isaac, after Isaac's birth, there is generation, in contrast to the chaos that had come before. And indeed, this happens through Isaac, son of Abraham, the one who contains the Torah's love so that there may be true birth. This is not to say that Isaac's quality itself is the source of birth, separated from love. Scripture makes sure we understand this by adding, Abraham begot et Isaac. The et here is not a direct object marker but rather means along with, et, Isaac. As the Isaac forces of Gavura were included within those of love, they too became love, and this inclusion is what permits the world to be. It is what ultimately enables birth. Once Chesed was contracted by the emergence of the quality of Isaac, the two became one and were joined for common purpose. Blessed is yud Vavhe forever. Amen, amen. And that's the end of the statement about this particular piece. Um, but there's a further piece later on that talks about how Jacob was the next level from uh, Abraham being love, Isaac being fear or judgment, and 
Jacob being Tiferet, beauty, balance, uh, sometimes associated with Da'at or um, knowledge or gnosis. And Jacob is that balance of those two energies from Abraham and Isaac. So all this is to say that we all have these energies inside of us, these energies of wanting to give love without limits, this this love without limits that we want to feel, this connection, this reaching out. And we also have within us this symptom, this contraction, this setting of boundaries. And we also have within us the compassion that arises from that balance. We also have within us that truth that is temperance, the perfect proportions of love and judgment and that breath which we can feel coming in and out of our body, balancing between giving and receiving. And that moment between the in-breath and the out-breath where we pause. All of it is inside of us and all of it is a representation of the divine. We are all made in the image of the divine. yud he vav he the in-breath and the out-breath. Thank you all for joining me today. This has been the Nishama Project Podcast. I'm Rabbi Ben Newman. Until next time, take care.